Hi there, and welcome. This is the All is Fair in Love and Rev Par podcast, a podcast designed for hoteliers by hoteliers. Learn how to elevate your hotel's revenue and experiences with new best practice tips. With vast experience with different brands and independent hotels, your host Haley Whiting will create different weekly topics about the hotel industry to help you and your hotel achieve your definition of success. The topics and guest speakers will vary from week to week to give you a well-rounded experience. Without further ado, here's your host, President of Hospitality with a Flair and Travel Blogger, Haley Whiting. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are on season two, episode two, and I told you I was going to have guests. Now, how could I start a new season without... Patrick Hansen from Dominion <laughs> Hospitality being that first guest back here. We're back in action together, Haley. I'm so glad to be here. When you were like, oh, I'm doing season two of the podcast, I'm like, <laughs> immediately. It was like where you're hoping to be invited to brunch, but you don't want to say anything. So glad that I'm here. That's exactly it. So Patrick, for anybody that's new that hasn't listened to season one, can you please introduce yourself with your title, all your accolades and all that stuff from four score seven years ago. (laughs) From the sandbox. Okay. So I'm Patrick Hansen, CHA, and I am principal and vice president of operations for Dominion Hospitality Group. We own and operate hotels throughout the Southeast, and we've recently expanded our portfolio into Buffalo and Rochester. I'm crawling back home, Haley, (laughs) back over that Mason-Dixon. Absolutely. So Patrick, I wanted to have you on this week because I wanted to continue some of what I alluded to last week on my initial welcome back to this topic. And one of the biggest issues that, you know, every industry is dealing with is being able to hire people. But the Wall Street Journal just published an article last week that says people are back at hotels, but the workers aren't there. And (laughs) I started to speak my piece on this on the sales end of things. Can you tell me what you're seeing operationally since you're working with different hotels in all sorts of different markets? Is that yes. true for you? Oh, oh, it's true. It's true for everybody. No matter who you are, what you're doing, it's been going on for almost a year. Um, I think it was really bad last year around this time for me, especially at um, one of our Virginia properties. We had two staffing agencies and then those staffing agencies couldn't uh, get workers either. And then sometimes they wouldn't show up. And one of them looked me in the face and said, no. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, anything. So the stability of the workforce is returning and I've noticed that it's returning, but there's a lot of uh, things that we've implemented, a lot of programs that we had to implement to get people in the door and then get them to stay outside of what we were always doing in terms of, you know, ancillary benefits, um, programs, management, fast tracking, things like that. So when you say programs, what kind of programs are you doing? One of the things that I talked about last week is that there's a big gap in the sales world, especially when I'm interviewing people to be a GDOS for my company. I either have people that have, you know, been on the op side and don't have a lot of sales experience in the hotel world, or I have people that are extremely overqualified for what that is, like people that were 
say a VP of sales and we're let go and are looking for a certain pay range that I can't quite get. And a lot of those kind of middle range, upper middle range uh, salespeople just left the industry during the pandemic. So some of the things I'm starting to do is create online courses for people to learn because I feel like as an employer now in this realm, Mm -hmm. I have a responsibility to help fix this issue. So knock on wood next week, we're going to be launching Hotel Sales 101, which is actually going to be a free course. (laughs) I don't like to say free very often. I'll take that course. You know, it's the basics. It's, you know, what kind of jobs can you get in hotel sales, how to read a star report and kind of what the job entails. And it's, you know, it's kind of for that front desk agent that's like, you know what, maybe I kind of want to do sales versus ops and letting people know what it is before you get thrown into it. Cause I think I've also seen a lot of ads for people hiring sales managers with one year of experience. And some people are just getting thrown into these roles because they're younger, not as experienced. They're kind of a body and they can pay them less. What are you doing? And what are your thoughts there? (laughs) then (laughs) Then they realize that they have to support their decision in training that individual. Uh, what is it costing in the long run? Again, RFPs, RFPs, we just got through Choice, IHG, now Best Western's opening up, fun stuff like that. So it's just been, you know, three long months of RFPs. But if you are trying to save money by bringing a salesperson in with one year of experience, um, and you're the GM, thoughts and prayers, um, you've, you've got to be right there with them. You've got to be invested in... Uh, educating and cultivating them, going through the very basics. And you want to take them from somebody who has the high motivation, but not skill, um, but they're anticipating gaining all the skill, um, you know, and moving them to where they're highly motivated and highly trained. That's what, that can be a long journey. It is. And I think sometimes people are also making this decision. So, I just hired somebody to do some projects with me. She's been interested in hotel sales. I talked about this a little bit last week and she's really great at uncovering leads for her sales department. She's an EGM and just does the work, but you know, she's so good at what she does that they don't want to move her over to sales and then have to try to fill her shoes as an AGM. And that's so hard. Like, you know, you get where it comes from from a company standpoint. You're like, oh man, I really don't want to fill this one because she's great. But then at the same time, you're kind of sacrificing, you know, the best interests of your employee. The best GMs that I have ever met are hybrids, hybrid sales, hybrid ops. Um, That sounds like she is going to be a great asset in administrative in general. I think that it is unfair to an employee like that to be like, you're too good. You have to stay. <laughs> you can't do this. But what, what does the employee want to do? Do they want to do sales? Like what's their personality? Cause you can't, it, it you can't like, train personality. That no, no. And, it, and she definitely wants to get into sales. She has this great personality. And I was like, do you know, what? we've got some projects, you know, not our typical hotel sales support plan, but we have some projects that we're working on to just kind of let her have a taste. Oh. Like see if this is what you like. Cause you know, just time and time again, I'm, you know, I'm having owners that have run into the situation where they hired somebody with next to no experience 
blows up in their face. They end up with me, which, you know, I'm not complaining, but I, you know, I fear that it's burning people out. Oh, it's burning them alive. It's not just burning them out. <laughs> uh, but you know, that it, back to the two-part piece, you need to be, if you're going to bring somebody in, that's fine. Like you can bring somebody in with one year of experience, two years of experience, but you have to be right there with them. There has to be, you know, this person has to be the right candidate in every other aspect, highly trainable, motivated, um, you know, have the personality and everything else like that but you have to be willing to spend time and work with them. And I'm talking meetings, webinars, sitting next to them, explaining things to them, explaining that, explaining things to them on the most elementary fundamental level, because you can't take anything for granted. They might know it. They might not know it. So you're starting from square one and that's okay. And do you think a lot of GMs these days have that time, even with the shortage in other departments? (sighs) It's just no. this massive, it's this massive cluster that we find. It is a, no, it is a massive cluster because you've got the GM being pulled in a million different directions. Okay. They're in housekeeping, housekeeping called off. You know, somebody didn't show up, front desk needs coverage. The GMs for the last two years, I mean, it's been a war. <laughs> it's been a war zone holding it together. Okay. And my GMs, bless them, they are the most terrific people, the most terrific motivated people. Um, also hybrids, hybrid sales, hybrid ops, just like that AGM you were describing. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I look at this cluster, you know, I think my way to solve it, at least on my end of the world, like I said, is educational pieces, you know, trying to, you know, reach out to this, you know, Gen Z and now even older Gen Alpha crowd that's starting to (laughs) move through. Um, I can't keep them straight here. I can't, I can't either anymore, but you know, I, I feel like you need to be able to educate people and you need to make it affordable at the same time. Like I said, this first course of mine is free. There's going to be more extreme courses as we get going. But one of the gripes that I've heard on the guest side pretty frequently, and I've seen news articles and whatnot, kind of going to the wall street journals there are record high ADRs this mm-hmm. summer at hotels. Oh, enjoying every moment, enjoying and every moment of it, Haley. Do you see the increase in pay or anything like that? Because I don't across the board. The, like when I look at jobs that I'm prospecting off of for contracts, I see people trying to pay a sales manager thirteen fifty an hour. Fifteen commission an hour. or like minimum no, wage no, plus commission. No, just or... flat hourly no. or 15 bucks an hour or commission based only. Like it is that's what the front desk agents are making nowadays. I mean, everybody sells, Haley. Everybody Ludicrous. sells. Okay. Whether it's front desk agent. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I'm expecting the class. I want, I want your iconic speech. Okay. That's what I want. A whole, a whole, you know, module. Oh, it, it, it's all in there. I can't wait to show it to you. <laughs> I'm even actually, I'm going to even put the everybody sells front desk training up as well. And that is going to be the other free course that we're doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when you get back to back to the sales manager for the thirteen fifty an hour, does that come with benefits? Does that come with a bonus structure? Does that come with anything else like that? Because I think that if I were to interview a seasoned industry professional 
they would get up out of their chair. They might laugh. They might be polite. They might laugh, like be stuff stifling laughter um, because of what I'm asking of them. I'm asking them to do all of the maintain and, you know, harvest all LNR, CNR. Okay. Go out, take care of the Smurf, you know, so on and so forth and turtle data mining, so on and so forth. People that should be 13 an hour or with one year of experience aren't going to have that all honed in. No, they're not going to have that. And I don't know. I just feel like if we don't find a way to break this vicious cycle, (laughs) it's just, it's going to get worse. And right now we have this, the industry has this look and aesthetic of being greedy. We're charging these super high rates. Some, some areas are getting better rates than 2019 and, you know, the normal housekeeping services in there, the typical service amenities are not there. And that's what makes this industry, um, you know, so special. And I mean, that's really disheartening for me when I travel. Well, I mean, what do you, what do they have in place for the employees, you know, salespeople aside, you know, the, uh, you know, the 15% bonus structure of their salary, that's, you know, very laid out or, um, you know, benefits or negotiating PTO, things like that. You get a quality employee that doesn't leave. I don't have upper management turnover. I hardly have front desk or housekeeping turnover. And what we had to do last year was through our payroll company, we offer ancillary benefits like dental, vision, short-term, long-term disability, um, you know, a whole host of other things. Um, But that's their job to talk about. (laughs) Um, But we also do um, the $350 sign-off bonus after 90 days. We do um, $50 a month just for showing up for all of your shifts. I mean, it's some of the properties engage in that, that. some don't. Yeah, but like, you know, part of me is like, do I want to reward a fish for swimming? And then the other part of me just like, I smack myself in the face and I'm like, Patrick, you need to adjust. You need to adjust. Okay. That is not, that is not how you're going to get cooperation out of your team. So then we do initiatives like, you know, to do team engagement. Okay. So you got them in the door they're, they've made it for, through the first two weeks. They're like, okay, I vibe with this guy. Like he's cool. I'll, we'll, we'll give it a spin. Okay. So we're training them. They're on their own. Do they feel supported? Do they need more training? Things like that. Okay. But for the rest of the staff that's been there, like your OGs, what programs do you have in place to keep everybody engaged at the same time? Are you signing these people up for low cost initiatives, like signing them all up for rewards accounts and then incentivizing them by giving them rewards, uh, rewards points for your respective brand. It's pennies on the dollar. You're doing a great job. Here's a thousand points. Okay. Free nights start at whatever. And it's also a great way to educate your entire staff on the rewards program because we all know that they've got their thresholds. <laughs> I love those do. emails. <laughs> here's you are, here's where you need to be. Everybody just felt that. Um, or you do, you know, in more of an extreme scenario, you would do, and I've done this before with properties that I've taken over where there is zero staff engagement and I need to act immediately because we're about to hemorrhage because of morale. Um, literally, go back to basics, stand up in the meeting room, hold a clear bucket with a lid and have a roll of those circus tickets. 
<laughs> and there is a drawing every quarter for a $200 Visa gift card, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to spend it on, go for it. And then I say, you know, I give the whole spiel, you know, teamwork, yada, yada, inspirational. And I say, okay, everybody starts today with a ticket. And if you guys do a phenomenal job, I see you guys going above and beyond helping each other, so on and so forth, then that is, you know, going to earn you a ticket. More tickets, the more chances. You know, one of the pieces that you brought up, it's actually two pieces of this. One, it's where you kind of like have to smack yourself and you're like, no, you can't think that way. You got to adjust and move forward. And I love and completely agree that most of your initiatives are monetarily based. Long gone is the generation that wants to work double the hours, half of them for free in hopes of getting something with this economy being where it is, what college costs, what daycare costs, what gas costs, people could care less about a pizza party. They could and- care less about a pizza and it's little Caesars <laughs> half of the time up your game. It's, like, it not is, even good it is. it's so bad. And that's just, that's not going to cut it. A lot of people respond to money and work flexibility. You got to be careful how you do it too, because it can really make your accountant pretty mad. Like you need to, <laughs> needs to be like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you speak from experience. <laughs> <laughs> I have never made one of my accountants mad, Haley. Never, never. Um, no, always check, always check to make sure that, you know, your program is sound and how you do things. If you're ever going to give a bonus, you put it through payroll, yada, yada, so on and so forth. Um, but you've got the difference in the generations now. How many generations do we have working right now in America, Haley? Is it five? Do we have five generations four, in the workforce five, at once? Yeah. Four or five. Okay, so that's fun. All right, the, like the Gen Z, <laughs> they're ready to attack the boomers at any given point. <laughs> you gotta make sure um, they don't shank the boomers. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. Well, anyway, <laughs> so we're not ageist. That's no, we're not. No, but um, you've got you've got the differences in the generations. You've got the boomers who were the lifers that you talked about earlier. Those people want to, they're company people. They want to work there for 20 years. You know, you have to drag them off the floor. They don't want to take vacation. They feel guilty about it. You know, total devotion to the company. You got Gen X. They're like, eh, maybe seven, 10 years. Okay, I'm here for the benefits. I'm here for the long haul. You know, I'm not really in a rush to job hop. Millennials, <laughs> We've had our time in the spotlight. <laughs> Hi. We're doing this Miss America wave now. <laughs> the Miss America, Queen Elizabeth wave. Um, you know, three to five years of the company. And that's generous, to be honest. It is generous. Because we were this well. generation that was just drowned with student loan debt that was a federal loan at 8% interest. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I you felt like good. you had to job hop in order to make some more money correct because they didn't feel as though they could ascend quickly enough through the corporate ladder so all of a sudden you've got people job hopping and they're like okay what's with this job hopping that's crazy you know and the trick is to job hop tastefully i understand a lateral move i understand you know i don't understand five lateral moves in a year that's what i don't understand yes yes that, 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 <laughs> normal that's stuff like I'm... that 
Yeah, I'm not saying that, but you're going to see that on different generations, uh, you know, resume page. And of course, we are not, uh, again, uh, talking about people's age and their ability to be hired or perform the position. We're talking about the general wants and needs of these specific age groups in the workplace and what they are looking for in an employer. Just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> That's all right. Clarify away. And, you know, I think the other big piece is the culture piece of your company has to change when you're attracting, you know, millennials, Gen Z, especially. I know whenever I see companies that are like, oh, we're one big happy family, like I want to throw up. No, you don't say the family thing. Um, it's, there's camaraderie there's teamwork, there's efficiency, you know, you end up caring about the people that you work with. Um, you know, leadership starts at the ground floor. I was watching this Ted talk and I'll have to send it to you. It's this guy who was like, he made a comparison between leaders and authority figures. He's like, not all heads of companies are leaders. He's like, they're just basically they're authority figures and you have to do what they say because, you know, basically they sign your paycheck. He's like, it doesn't make them a leader. He's like, you have leaders at the ground floor because they take care of the people to the left and to the right of them, you know, people that inspire each other. And that, you know, when we spend more time at work than we do with our families, we want it to be rewarding. We want to feel good. We want acknowledgement. We want praise. We don't want to be treated as a number. And we certainly don't want to feel as though we're being exploited um, because some people won't even give a notice. They'll just walk off. And these are people in, you know, white collar positions. And then their, you know, take on it is they wouldn't have given me a notice if they were going to fire me. Why would I give them a notice? And you're seeing more and more and more of that general attitude come out. And to me, I'm just like, ooh, two week notice. Yeah, but that's for the benefit of the company. Not the So you get into this you could really go down a rabbit hole, like one of those TikTok yeah. rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> They're very easy to do. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned, one of the biggest things is the transparency thing. Like I have worked for companies that, you know, say, oh, just to be transparent, clear is kind. Ugh. And they just weren't Ugh. like, I clear have, <laughs> oh my gosh, don't even get me started. You, go for 10 you, minutes. you know, I, I respond to my team the way that I'd want to like I never never and I will have them all come for me if I ever do it I never am that person that sends a message be like hey do you have time to talk later oh my god no that's terrible that's like riveting awful like I remember how I would feel so I always answer. that's just like hey do you have a few minutes to talk later I just want to talk you know and I explain what it is like I have to What's so crazy is with my team, I have to tell them, like, if something was wrong, you would know, like, it's not going to be this mass (laughs) ambush. And I also have so many people that work for me when, you know, I have them do something for me. I'm like, Hey, throw this on your next invoice. They're like, Oh no, no, no. I'm like, no, I'm going to pay you. Right. For the work that you do. For going above and beyond. Yeah. Like we're not here to exploit you. I'm not here to take advantage of you because that's how feelings get hurt. Like we are in an employee, employer, contractor, contractor relationship. Hashtag broken millennials. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> we're 
we're so bad. No, but here's, and here's the other thing about owning a company. You and I are pretty much in the same position. We wake up every day and we might not want to, but we get out of bed knowing that the company may not run as it should if we don't. And then we also have the overbearing realization and we wake up at like two o'clock in the morning and we're like, that we have people relying on us. They've chosen us as a means to feed their family. Like they've selected us. And, decided and that's to a pay. whole new level of stress that I never it thought is. I could unlock. <laughs> stress like... level 9,000, but that's because we have a heart. That's because we have a heart because we actually care. So many employers don't. And I'm responsible, Haley. Everything that I do every day impacts 150 families. 150 families benefit from what I do every day, the decisions that I make, and I hold myself accountable to them. It's, it's that, it's that important. Am I creating a culture of, um, you know, value, cultivation, emphasis on education? Am I, you know, listening enough? Am I making too many assumptions? Am I not being clear and concise enough uh, when it comes to expectations? Or am I not employing enough of a democratic, um, you know, decision-making process, even on the ground floor? But I'm the type of guy, I don't want to talk to my GM about how things are going on, okay? I want to talk to the people at the front desk. I want to talk to the housekeepers. They'll tell you. Everybody knows me. There's not one person in this portfolio that has not met me. I will walk right into their rooms with jingle bells on. I'm so glad to see you. Da, 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 da. How long have you been with us? It's so good to see you. So on and so forth. Because I don't, I want to be, I'm the fun owner. See, that's <laughs> not, not like a regular I, that's owner. That's not what I envision when you walk into a hotel. Like I invent, like I envision the whole devil wears Prada, gird your loins like Miranda Priestly. No. <laughs> Strutting. That, that was the old days. Like given my, well, you had to be serious. I mean, we're talking about like having owners taking out my police. <laughs> Those are my old days. So of course you had to do like the black suit and like the heels clicking across the tile. It was like a whole, I was again, still selling an experience for everyone involved. No, I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. Stumble wasn't that bad. I'm exaggerating, but um, no, left to my default, I am a compassionate person and people are like, oh, payroll percentage. Da, 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 da. First of all, you have to be highly educated in emotional intelligence and how that translates to the workplace. You have to have, you have to understand, you know, an X management style, a Y management style, a blend of all of that. Okay. And it needs to be employed and you cannot manage any of these employees the same way. If you start employing these practices, you're going to be able to attract more talent. You're going to get better reviews online because Haley Glassdoor exists. There's a review it section. Sure does. <laughs> it, it, okay, it does. But, and you know, I'm part of the reason that you know I'm loving having this conversation with you, and I hope that everybody listening understands we're not just giving tips from owning companies. We're also letting you know how it feels being part of this questionable millennial Gen Z generation and what goes through our heads. Mm-hmm. when it comes to employment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was raised by older parents. 
that told me I had to work harder. I was definitely held to much different standards than my brother that I always had to work harder because women make 70 cents to the dollar that a man does. And, you know, it's hard for me to take a break and it's hard for you to take a break. Like even when I grant myself the peace to maybe cut my day short, you know, kind of go get a facial. Like when I actually grant myself that piece, my mind is consumed with, well, if I wasn't doing this, I could actually be working on this. Not that they're even time sensitive things, but I'm always thinking about what I should be doing. Like, am I slacking by taking this time to myself? And, you know, that work culture is not healthy in this young generation, especially is not here for that. Not in the least, Haley. And I'm glad that you grant yourself that piece because when I first started this company, I would go 70 hours a week. I'd go 80 hours a week. Blah, blah, blah. It's not yeah. going to get done. I could go Been bigger, there. faster, bigger, faster, longer. Let's do it. You know, I, how many, how many clouds can we hop this week? Okay. And then you start getting burnt out. Then you start doing that. So, I mean, you and I have had many a conversation on, you know, the executive level about, you know, ownership and running companies and things like that. But what's not flying anymore and what people are struggling with is the, you know, attitude. Like people are still out there that manage their companies. Like, well, you show up ready to work every day. You know, if you're not five minutes early, you're five minutes late. You know, if you're on time, you're late. Whatever the saying is, obviously I'm always late. It's fine. Um, like, what are you going to, like, what do you mean? You don't want to work on this, even though you clocked out, like, it'll just take a minute. Well, A, it's illegal B, but, but then there's like, there's that that stigma. There's that. Well, it's like, you're lucky, you know, you're lucky to have your job. You're auditioning for your job every day. You show up here. That's not going to fly. People aren't going to listen to that. They're not going to respond well to that. They're going to find somebody like you and I, who actually views them as an asset. Because let me tell you, Haley, if I don't treat my employees right, I don't deserve my hotels because they generate the revenue. They cultivate uh, the company and they guard and enhance my assets. Those hotels should be ripped away from me. If I am, if I am building it on the backs of exploiting my labor force. And that's so true. And I hope anybody that's listening here, that's, you know, thinking about job hopping or, wanting to learn more to go into a different field in hospitality, you know, always advocate for yourself, but there are some companies that are doing it right. I mean, you know, I heard of one of my former employers, like, you know, after everything went down, even a couple months later, when people are asking questions in like a big team meeting, they're like, oh, well, um, are we going to get bonus structures back? And, you know, they were flat out told by an executive management team member that um, you shouldn't even be, you know, asking that question. You should, you shouldn't be here if that's what's on your mind right now. What? What? You were lucky not to be let go the first time. (laughs) (laughs) But just like, you know, there's not, not every company is barbaric. No, that's not even barbaric. That was sadistic. That whole thing was sadistic. I could go for another 20 minutes. I mean, we, we could go. I could, no, minutes. I guess. I could, okay, everybody pull out, pull out your oh. cup of coffee. Patrick and Haley have been set off once more. <laughs> <laughs> no, and this was even a separate from when I, you know, some other stuff that I've been told before. And, you know, there's still a couple of my formal employers that are doing, doing it right. But then I look at, you know, some of my other ones and I'm like, oh my God, 
Like, stop ruining it for everybody else. And every single one of those people misses you. Like, they miss the sparkle and shine that you brought to the company, the innovative, the whatever. And now, (laughs) but the thing is, now we have the opportunity as millennials, having worked for all manner of employers, okay, especially in the industry. Yeah. Well, we have the ability to be like, okay, this works. This doesn't work. This works. I didn't like when that was said to me when I was running the front desk. I didn't like when, you know, when this was done, I didn't like this policy. It seemed unfair. This policy seems draconian. This policy is now illegal. Okay. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not old. I'm not old. But you know, it feels like it when I look at how long I've been in hotels, like in the grand scheme of things, it's not, you know, that long, but man, right now it feels, it feels like a lot, but you know, I think a lot of it comes back to pay, comes back to money. And if we don't start rectifying it, like right now, a lot of us, you know, a lot of this industry looks really greedy. You don't have any staff, but you're charging me, you know, at some of these luxury properties, four or five, six, seven six, seven hundred dollars a night. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. I understand. And there's the thought, here's the, here's the hotel owner inside of me. That's like, and no, I'm not going to, you know, undo everything I just said. I understand where they're coming from because at the end of 2020 and 2021, you have your SBA loans on your balance sheets. You have all these liabilities that you have taken on. And we're talking half a million dollars in SBA loans that you're paying back to the tune of however many thousands of dollars a month. It's tough. And that's if you didn't take out other lines of credit to subsidize what wasn't taken care of. Okay, so they see their balance sheets every month and they're looking at it and being like, oh my God, I need to cut where I can. Well, I think slow and steady will win the race. This is, you know, think about how expensive it is not to train them. Think about how expensive it is to have a 175% turnover ratio. Okay, and I'm talking about people just leaving rooms being rushed through. It's entirely systemic. You've got rooms being rushed through clean, you know, they they're taking 10 minutes to clean a checkout and we all know how that goes. Okay. And it's so funny. I mean, and there's some people that, you know, it's kind of penny wise and pound foolish, like, Oh, let me, you know, cut maybe some of my desk stuff here. Like I'll have two, you know, at a big hotel, I'll have two front desk, front desk people instead of four. And I mean, even a question I get, I'm going to put the salesperson on the front desk. That's a great idea. (laughs) I might put the GM on the front desk. That's a great great idea. idea. Yeah. Mm. You know, seeing things like this and I even get owners, you know, when I'm doing a meeting for a potential new hotel to come into our program and I always laugh now and and I've learned a way to turn it around, but they'll always ask me like, what kind of guarantee can you give me? And I just turn it back around. I was like, what kind of guarantee do you get hiring somebody off the street? Mm -hmm. You can see them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's right and it's even more expensive or when you take somebody that's not seasoned throw them into a dos role because they were a good front desk agent pay all these benefits and even a lower salary for what to incur additional expense i i don't i don't want to come off as like you know that I'm irresponsible with money or something like that. But you have to think when you're putting your salesperson on the front desk, you're not just saving $13 an hour. You're losing a hundred 
they're not prospecting. They're not getting that contract back in time. The phone is ringing off the hook. Two of them were groups. People are in front of them. The person that was booking the group hung up and they called the Holiday Inn down the street. Okay. They're, people aren't going to deal with that. Customers aren't dealing with that. You see your Medallia scores. Okay. People do not care. They will light you on fire. They do not care what is happening in the industry, whether the employees are there or not. It is, you know, the brands have actually had to, like during COVID, suspend Medallia reviews. And then Choice Hotels had to modify the way they counted their guest service scores. Okay. When it came to the QA. No, they mimicked Best Western, what Best Western had done all along. Okay. I don't think I can get into the nitty gritty of how it's done, but what I'm telling you is that, you know, Choice Hotels actually throughout the entire pandemic surprised me. I really, really, really like them as an organization. That sounds yeah. crazy. Nobody saw that coming. I'm, I'm going to write that down today. No, but if you said it, if you said July it to me in 2019, 20- I'd be like, I don't know. But now in 2022, I'm like, beating my drum, my drum for choice hotels, but their policies and what they did to help owners. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. And, you know, I think that goes but back. She to definitely us. needs sales support in a, um, in a choice hotel. Mm-hmm. You, you, you definitely do. And I mean, we have a good chunk of, you know, choice owners ourselves, but I'm I was kind owner. of surprised with what they did over the pandemic because normally you know I used to kind of roll my eyes but you know no the entire industry <laughs> let go of their salespeople. everybody let go of their salespeople. and I pulled from the four corners of the budget okay I'm not serving breakfast anymore I can put this into sales and marketing everybody else has fired their salespeople. I haven't I'm spending more money I'm having the hospitality with a flair experience and somebody on the desk, or excuse me, in the sales office and being like, okay, your LNRs, okay, your CNRs, Virginia, we were lucky enough to still have our construction projects open. It wasn't like New York where they shut literally everything, everything down. down. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's so funny that sales is always the first thing to go, but you know, what I've noticed like prospecting for new contracts for my business right now is, you know, June and July, overall, we're a little slower to turn because everybody's making their money. Well, now all of a sudden this week, everybody's apparently, everybody's looking at Q4 right now and are like, uh, did you hear that we're in a recession? What? (laughs) And they have nothing on the books for Q4. (laughs) What are you talking about? That's preposterous. No, actually the majority of my hotels look really, really good, uh, coming into August and September. But that's um, why you have sales though. Yeah, I have. Well, because I sit there on the revenue calls like a hawk. Um, I think I, I think I scared one of the brand um, RMs today. Today was Dominion sales call day. Oh gosh. And you yeah, know, but I it's mean, fine. And no, maybe but a like, time or two where you and I have maybe sacrificed an RM or two, you know, at the stake. Uh, like, God, I commend to you my soul. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I wasn't aware of my soul independence on OTAs and how we're favoring OTAs. And it's almost like, and I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. No, I'm going to call it like a spade. And I know we're being tangential right here, but it's almost like they work for the OTAs. They sit in their meeting weekly and say, I think that we are going to push this promotion with the OTA. And I'm like, 
Mm. Mm. So that's, that's brought not. to me and I'm like, decline, auto decline, declining so hard where you have things like sojourn. Okay. Mm-hmm. So say you're, <laughs> this is, this is what I'm running into. Okay. I've got a flash sale through the brand that is not doing as well as the same flash sale that's being pushed out to the OTAs. This is a great thing for the salespeople to hear. And your salespeople should always be on your revenue call. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to hear this sort of thing. And you're going to see this sort of thing in your, um, you know, your lessons and your modules and things like that. But you need to find a way to combat that. Okay. And this is the sort of thing that your salesperson with a year of experience it's not going to know to do because they're being told by a trusted source that, you know, if we just open these OTA promos, we'll be fine. It's not even and those OTA the- managers are super nice. When no, 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 it's not them. even them. It's and the RMs them. too. And the RMs. But you know, like these people, like they're super nice about it. Cause guess what, everybody, they have a budget to hit. They have scores to hit. They get a bonus on that. Oh Yeah. Join my Zoom call. Oh my God. That's almost no, it's fine. I mean, no, everybody's family. got a, everybody, everybody's got a hustle. It's fine. We do, but I mean, I, you and I could go on this topic forever. And everybody listening, you know Patrick's gonna be back, but we are at time for this one. If yeah. you have any topics you would love to see, please reach out to me directly through the site here. You get Haley at hwfhotels.com and Patrick, where can they find you if they need help with some hotel management? You know what? Drop me a line at P Hansen at dominionhospitalitygroup.com or just go to dominionhospitalitygroup.com and contact us. Um, Check us out on LinkedIn. Check us out pretty much everywhere. Well, that's awesome. Well, Patrick, it was great as always. I feel like we could do one of those, you know, the live streams that people do on YouTube and TikTok and they're just sleeping. Yeah. I just feel like you and I could keep talking. Okay, fine. But I want to put like an ASMR element into it. Like, (laughs) like clicking hotel. Yeah. Like we should (laughs) jingling the the, the risk we're doing these days. Maybe it's just telling me to go to sleep. Like, you know, the hold music or I don't know what could really put me to sleep is a IHG revenue call stop I love my RM well it's not the RM I'm just saying they're the longest ones yeah any I've ever dealt with and I just you know after it gets through my point and like the necessities I'm kind of like uh, right but to my experience and what I love from an ownership standpoint this is the same stuff that happens when we try to get off the phone like a new idea pops into our <laughs> but they hold the GMs accountable they ask questions and then they pause and they wait they wait the power of the pause they do they do I will say they do hold the GMs pretty accountable which is why for our calls we do screen sharing because it makes them like not look at their phone like you have to look at my screen Correct. what I'm saying. Correct. We do the same thing. <laughs> we do. But alas, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will be back with Patrick, I'm sure, very, very soon. Would love that. Always Bye. an honor and a pleasure, Haley. Bye. Bye, Patrick.